Hey, this is Rod. Before the show starts, I just want to invite you to check out two new shows that I just started. You'll find the links in the show description. One of them is El Podcast, which is me dealing with issues of the border or issues of being bicultural. It's a Pocho podcast. If you're interested in anything that has to do with Hispanic, Latino, however you want to call it culture, check that out. The second is a show called The Last Best Thing. It's an interview show where I talk to people about whatever they're into in the moment. It's a conversation centered around one question. What is the last best thing you've watched, read, listened to, or eaten? Both of those shows are new. Check them out. Let me know what you think. Um, and that's it. You can find the show links in the description. But let's get on to today's show. This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about the importance of the unimportant. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today we're going to talk about the apotheosis of Washington. So if you're listening to this when the statistics show most of you listen to this, Super Tuesday 2020 happened within the last week. And independent of whether you like the results or not, I think we can all agree that it was a pretty big deal. In fact, presidential elections are a big deal in America. They're probably the only elections that are, to be honest. Nobody cares about city elections or congressional elections or bond proposals. Like, who cares, right? Presidential elections, those are the only ones that matter. And this makes total sense when you consider how deeply religious America is. And I don't mean the evangelical religion or Catholic religion or whatever. I'm talking about Americanism or American civil religion. The president is the head of the Americanist religion and the one closest to God. Now, real quick, before you shut this off thinking I'm being crazy and going off on the deep end, all I have to do to prove my point that what I'm saying is completely true and completely what America is founded on is walk into the Capitol building, head over to the rotunda and stare up. There you'll find a painting on the ceiling that depicts exactly what I just said. This painting is the apotheosis of George Washington. Apotheosis is a 16th century Latin word derived from the Greek meaning to make a god of. And this word comes from the Greek apo, which means from, and theos, which means God. And when you put those together, it means to make a God of. Therefore, the apotheosis of Washington means to make God of Washington. That's the name of the fresco painted on the inside of the dome in the rotunda of the United States Senate. And it's what shows what I described earlier. It's Washington becoming a God, Washington becoming the head of the American religion. The painting is the work of European artist Constantino Brumid, who took 11 months to complete the work. Brumidi had previously worked for the Vatican, so he was used to making religious art. But I have to say, this is his grandest work. The painting was commissioned after the dome of the Capitol building was completed, and the actual painting occurred after the Civil War ended. It is extraordinary in scale. It's circular and covers an area of 4,664 square feet. And the figures in the painting stand 15 feet tall and are visible from the floor of the Capitol below. And what's in the painting is ridiculous and baffling and reaches anime level of exaggeration. I mean, this is religious art after all. I'm going to describe the painting for you, but I'll also put 
a link to it on the show notes. So if you've never seen this painting, if you really think at any point during this description that I'm making anything up, just go in the show notes and you'll see that all of this is very real. And trust me, the first time I heard about this, I thought someone was making this up too. At the center of the painting is George Washington, the big man himself, the first president of the United States. He's sitting in the heavens, dressed in purple, which is the symbolic royal color, literally ascending to the point of becoming a god. On his right hand is Libertas, the goddess of liberty, aka the Statue of Liberty, and on his left hand is Victoria, the Roman goddess of victory, symbolizing his strength in battle. In a circle around our central figures are 13 maidens with a star above their heads, representing the original 13 colonies. Now, there's a few of them with their backs turned to Washington, which represents their secession from the Union. This was right after the Civil War, after all. And surrounding this circle, this central circle with the 13 colonies, Washington as God, and liberty on one side and victory on the other, there is a larger outer circle depicting six scenes, each representing one national ideal or concept. And these six are war, science, something marine, commerce, mechanics, and agriculture. So this is the outer circle of these six scenes that are representing what, an Ameri what, what a national ideal is, especially as expressed through America, right? So the first scene right at the feet of the god Washington is war. And it features Libertas, again, with raised sword, stepping figures representing tyranny and kingly power. And helping her in the battle is a bald eagle with arrows and thunderbolts that are helping her fight. Right next to her is a scene depicting science. Minerva, the Roman goddess of crafts and wisdom, is depicted pointing to an electrical generator while Benjamin Franklin and other American investors look on. Then comes Marine, which is the weirdest one, but this scene shows Neptune, the Roman sea god, and Venus, the naked goddess of love, uh, from the sea, laying down the transatlantic telegraph cable, which connected America to Europe with, you know, telegraphs. And in the background of the gods is an ironclad ship spewing up black smoke. The next scene is commerce, and commerce has Mercury, the Roman god of commerce, giving a bag of gold to the English-born merchant Robert Morris, who financed the American Revolutionary War. He's a founding father, a member of the Pennsylvania Senate, and is responsible for a lot of the financial planning that helped the U.S. win the Revolutionary War. So here we're sh like, up until now, all of these are Roman gods showing and illustrating how America has done what it does as inspiration from the Roman gods themselves, right? Um, Again, if you don't believe me, just look at the show notes. There's pictures there. After this comes mechanics. So that one has Vulcan, the Roman god of the forge, depicted building a cannon and cannonballs while a steam engine roars in the background. And lastly, there's agriculture. This one has the Roman goddess Ceres sitting on a McCormick mechanical reaper. And Libertas again shows up holding the reins of the horse pulling the reaper. All of these scenes and Roman gods and maidens depicting states and an exalted George Washington adorn the top of the building where all legislation in the United States has taken place and takes place up until now. And tell me that that's not weird. I know you think I'm making this up, but I'm not. That painting exists and it's right in the middle of the building where all our laws get made. There is a painting depicting our first president as a god, surrounded by scenes of Roman gods, 
you know, with the McCormick Reaper and with a, <laughs> with a ironclad ship and with Benjamin Franklin looking on as a Roman god teaches him the secrets of electricity. It's just so weird. And this painting honestly makes the Sistine Chapel look understated, right? It's just ridiculous. You've surely noted, though, that for all the talk of America being a Christian nation, there's not one depiction of a quote-unquote Judeo-Christian symbol up there. Instead, there's all these Roman gods and Greek gods and a president, George Washington, being exalted to the level of these mythological figures. Also, to me, it's kind of shocking how much Libertas, you know, Liberty is up there wielding battle against someone. She shows up not only at the right hand of of Washington, she shows up in her own scene of war. Then she shows up like leading the charge of that reaper going out into the agriculture world, right? Like even in agriculture, there's war. It's just so weird. It's almost as if war was almost a liturgical expression in America, right? Something that's almost religious. In essence, the painting is saying that the American president belongs here as high as these figures. And he indeed is a God too. And that's why American presidential elections matter so much more than other elections. We live in a deeply religious society. That's why concepts like Manifest Destiny were so powerful, or why Make America Great is powerful. That's why you'll hear again and again concepts like America is a city on a hill. Because just like the apotheosis of Washington borrows Greek gods to exalt America to a higher level, We've also adopted Christian scripture to exalt America to a higher level. But Americanism is the religion in America. And it even has its own sacred texts and creeds, right? You've heard of how people exalt the Constitution and say that that's where all your divine rights hail from, right? Which is ridiculous. But perhaps the most eloquent preacher of Americanism was Barack Obama. In the role of narrative in political campaigning, Stephanie Hammer goes into detail about how Obama's speeches use this idea of an exceptional American nation to unite people under this religion. In his speeches, Obama portrays the American nation as a people unified by a shared belief in the American creed and sanctified by the symbols of an American civil religion. In his inauguration speech, he continues this American civil religion tradition of borrowing from other religion, as well as just showing how important war is. And this is a quote straight from his inauguration speech. He said, quote, For as much as government can do and must do, it is ultimately the faith and determination of the American people upon which this nation relies. End quote. Faith in what is my question, right? It's super generic. And it just kind of like makes it seem like faith in America is what will keep America afloat, right? Then he later goes on to say, quote, As we consider the road that unfolds before us, we remember with humble gratitude those brave Americans who, at this very hour, patrol far-off deserts and distant mountains. They have something to tell us. Just as the fallen heroes who lie in Arlington whispered through the ages, we honor them not only because they are guardians of our liberty, but because they embody the spirit of service, a willingness to find meaning in something greater than themselves. And yet, at this moment, a moment that will define a generation, it is precisely this spirit that must inhabit us all. End quote. Again, this is just 
an exaltation of war, showing how it's a liturgical expression of what it means to be America. America without the sacrifice of war is not America, right? He even invokes liberty directly. Again, just going back to that painting where liberty is the central figure of war. It's just so weird that this is right there. But every president has used words like this. It's not really related to one side or the other. And I used Obama as an example because the guy had incredible rhetoric and is much more fun to read than George W. Bush or Donald Trump will ever be. But ultimately, this is what I want to talk about. It's ridiculous to think that we as a country are special or on a higher moral ground or that our faith in the country is the thing keeping the country alive. We don't need any soldier spirit to embody us to believe in something greater than ourselves to make this thing work. All we need to do is be decent to each other, treat others the way you would like to be treated. But this is true in any country in the world. America is not God's country, or a shining beacon, or a city on a hill. Americans are not closer to God than anyone else, just by being American. Anyone or anything that holds American as better or holier than anything is ridiculous. And that includes the Constitution. That includes the Supreme Court. That includes the President. That includes the political parties and the Federalist Papers and everything else that is great about America. Now, I fell for it too. When I heard Obama's inauguration speech, I was moved. I was moved by any speech where he invoked these great lofty American ideals. And I started thinking later on, wait, why exactly am I moved? In recent years, the borrowing of Christian words and beliefs to exalt this American ideal and American creed that we all share, when contrasted with the actual actions of America, I'm talking about extended drone strikes, America growing to be the number one oil producer in the world, the Muslim ban, the migrant crisis, all of these things seemed a little too weird to me when contrasted against each other. And for the first time in my life, I realized how ridiculous that painting of Washington as a God really is. And how dangerous it is when more and more people believe we as a country are special. You know how the side that wins the war always claims God was on their side? Well, this painting, The Apotheosis of Washington, shows that we as Americans believe not only is God on our side, but that God is us. And that is a dangerous thing to believe. That is a dangerous place to be in. That is a dangerous country to be. So as the presidential election draw nears, I urge you to avoid all the rhetoric of American ideals or exceptionalism that both sides will do, because both sides follow this religion. Reject the religion of Americanism and instead focus on a vision of America that is more human and grounded and sees and treats people the way you would want to be treated. Not because you're American, but because you're a human. And maybe we can bring down that painting of George Washington as a god because that is so weird. That's it for this week's episode of the Irrelevant Information Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a little bit of America. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, 
yeah, I get that America is weird, but so do a lot of other people. Um, yeah, feel free to share this with your friends. Leave us a review. Um, see you next time. And as always, OR4, get nothing wrong. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.